Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Today we will be in Genesis 1. What we will see is that God has life in himself, and God gives life to human beings. Life came from life, contrary to the view of biological evolution that life came from non-life. Our view as Christians of the origin of human life is based on God's Word. When in conversation with someone who believes in evolution, we want to be able to adeptly use the Bible to state our opposing case and to do so respectfully of the person with whom we talk. Before we do that, of course, we need to know or be reminded of what the Bible says. Alas, Genesis. We have introduced biological evolution as contrary to God. Evolution is atheism. In fact, the whole point of evolution is to get rid of God. In today's parlance, to cancel God. Atheism says there is no God. And evolution is designed to prove that God does not need to exist in order for this universe we inhabit to exist, in order for human beings to have life such as we do. Listen to two of the many writings I could have chosen from atheists and evolutionists. The first is from Dr. William B. Provine, professor of biological sciences at Cornell University. He said, quote, let me summarize my views on what modern evolutionary biology tells us loud and clear. There are no gods, no purposes, no goal-directed forces of any kind. There is no life after death. When I die, I am absolutely certain that I am going to be dead. That's the end for me. There is no ultimate foundation for ethics no ultimate meaning to life, and no free will for humans either. Unquote. And then this from Richard Dawkins. He is an avowed, popular, and outspoken atheist. In his book, The Blind Watchmaker, Why the Evidence of Evolution Reveals a Universe Without Design, he writes this on what Charles Darwin, the founding father of evolution, provided. I'm quoting Richard Dawkins. Although atheism might have been logically tenable before Darwin, Darwin made it possible to be an intellectually fulfilled atheist. Unquote. In other words, atheism needs evolution. The two go together. And how sad. I read what they both say, and especially Provine, and it makes my heart ache. No God. No purpose, no life after death, no meaning in life. And on and on he goes with his deepest, darkest, depressing convictions. But this is what evolution is. And this is how it serves people already hell-bent on denying God. I think this is why evolution is immediately refuted in the first verse of the first chapter, of the first book of the Bible. Listen to Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. No greater words have ever been written. And notice that God exists. In the beginning, God. Contrary to atheism and evolution, there is God. And God created. This is a complete and total refutation of evolution. God is the creator of all things, the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew word for created is bara, and it is used only of the work of God. Only God can create. That is, only God can bring into existence that which had no existence. According to the Bible, God has life in himself. God is self-existent. The theological term is aseity. God and God alone exist by his own power. He never requires any outside source to give him life. God has life in himself. And in the creation, he breathes his life into all living creatures, especially man and woman. Listen to John's Gospel, chapter 5 and verse 26. This is Jesus Christ speaking in John 5, 26. The Father has life in himself. Jesus says of his Father and our Father, God, that he has life in himself. Only God, who has life within himself, can breathe that life into that which had no life until God gave it life. Only God can create. Only God can bring into existence that which had no existence. Listen also to Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. God, who calls into being that which does not exist. That is straightforward. God calls into being that which does not exist. Here also, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Through his word, God created. Out of nothing, things which were invisible, God created what is now visible. And the remainder of Genesis 1 tells us what and then who God created. Read and think about Romans 4.17 and Hebrews 11.3. Henry M. Morris writes, The work of creation is uniquely a work of God. The act of creation is that of speaking into existence something whose materials had no previous existence except in the mind and power of God. Unquote. Well, this ought to be obvious to us. I know that I do not have the power to speak into existence something that had no previous existence. If I did, I would go around doing that all of the time and be raking in millions of dollars proving my superpower. I doubt you would claim to be able to create something out of nothing. If you do claim that, I sure want to see you do it. You and I can work with that which already exists, but we cannot create 
speaking something into existence that does not already exist. Only God can speak into existence that which was not in existence before God spoke. In another blow to evolution, Morris adds, quote, Random particles of matter could not, by themselves, generate a complex, orderly, intelligible universe, not to mention living persons capable of applying intelligence to the understanding of the complex order of the universe. A personal God is the only adequate cause to produce such effects. End quote. He's absolutely right. And this is specifically what Genesis 1-1 is saying. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created. God exists. And creation is the work of God and God alone. In the very first verse of the Bible, God proactively attacks atheism and evolution. So in Genesis 1, we are reading about God, the God who creates. And as we make our way down through the verses that follow, we find that God creates everything that exists. Our focus is on men and women, human life. So we are immediately drawn to verses 26 and 27, but we should not too quickly pass over verses 2 through 25 and verses 28 through 31. And since biological evolution claims that men and women have evolved from ape-like creatures, and apes are animals, we are wise to at least say something about verses 20 through 25 when God created the animals. In Genesis 1 verse 20, on the fifth day of creation, God made the sea creatures and the flying creatures. This is Genesis 1.20. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. And in Genesis 1 verse 24, on the sixth day of creation, God made the land animals. This is Genesis 1.24. Then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. Also, on the sixth day of creation, God made man and woman. I will read just the beginning of verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Highlight the difference. When God created animals, God said, let the waters teem and let the earth bring forth. But when God made people, God said, let us make man. This distinction tells us that something very special happened when God made man and woman. It was different from what God did to create animals. To be sure, God created both animals and humans. But humans are unique within all that God has made. This is the first insight proving that man and woman do not evolve from animals. 
Watching God create, we see, in a plain reading of Genesis 1, the difference between animals and man and woman. So, let's return here next time and explore this further. Atheism and evolution are lies. The Bible is the truth. More next time on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.